We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All righty then. Welcome back to the morning show. That's a nice variation of no one likes us. A little punk action there. Pretty cool. All right. No one likes us, but everybody wants to come here to Philadelphia, partly because... When you come to Philadelphia, you get to listen to this man regularly. That would be Ross Tucker. Good morning, Ross. Al, Ria, good morning. How are you? We're doing great, Ross. What's not to like? Everybody wants to come to Philadelphia. Everybody in the NFL, everybody in Major League Baseball, they want to come to Philly. It's, it's you know a- what? There's something to that right now, for sure. It's, I, I think it's so interesting because it was just, what, last offseason that the perception of Negadelphia or yeah. whatever – I think is one of the reasons why Deshaun Watson and Russell Wilson didn't want any part of it. <laughs> Thank God. Thank God, by the way. <laughs> Thank God they didn't want any part of it. And now it's like everyone – it's like anything else in life, right? When people are really, really passionate, you can either look at that as a positive or a negative. For guys like Brian Dawkins or Chase Utley who are beloved – it couldn't be more of a positive. For people like Ben Simmons, who are yeah. not, it couldn't be more of a negative. So last year, those guys were concerned with the negative aspects of it. I think especially the baseball guys, but even like A.J. Brown. I mean, you, you hear the baseball guys talk that have played for other teams, even like a Bryce Harper, and then you hear A.J. Brown it's not like this where they used to play. Yeah, Well, and, and can, that's, yeah. that's the crazy thing, Ross, is that – he comes here from Tennessee, has the big game, obviously, after having a couple games that were a little off. Right. Catches two touchdown passes, over 100 yards. Eagles fans, from what I've heard, were kind of giving it to the uh, to the Titans owner's box. Yeah, turn around, pointing yeah, at him. Pointing at him. And then yesterday, the GM gets fired. Coincidence? <laughs> I don't believe in coincidences, Rhea. So, no, uh, absolutely not. I would say this to the owner. Did you have to make it like that obvious? <laughs> I mean, there, there's got to be more to it. Uh, what I always want on these, it's funny. I did the Titans-Bills game, the opener, on uh, Monday Night They football. got crushed by them, right? They, they did. It's the only other game where yeah. they got crushed. But I asked the PR guys, I was like, listen, what was the deal with AJ? Like, did the owner not want to pay? Like, what was it? The GM or was it the owner? Because I know it wasn't Vrabel. No, very And, Vrabel and the guy just looked at me and was like, yeah, that's not really, I, I don't know. Because I was dying to know the backstory. Because here's what I think is crazy, right? Not only were the Eagles willing to give him that contract, think about it this way. They were willing to give up a first-round pick and a fourth-round pick or whatever for the right to pay him that contract. 
The Titans already had him. Yeah. They didn't have to give up anything. All they had to do was give him the money. All they did. And by the way, he wanted to be there. He's from the South. Yep. Nashville's like the the capital of the South now. He wanted to be there. He was hurt when they when they did that. I mean, oh, that was, yeah. So we have Tom Pelissero from the NFL Network, which was kind of funny. I think he buried the lead in here. What was communicated to Robinson was that ownership was not happy about the direction of the roster that he had assembled, even though... At this point, as you mentioned, the Titans are 7-5, and five, and they've got a more than three-game lead in the AFC South division. Certainly, as you look through Robinson's drafts, he's had some big hits. He drafted Derrick Henry and A.J. Brown. He drafted Harold Landry. He also had some high-profile misses, including the likes of Isaiah Wilson and, most recently, Caleb Farley, who has struggled to be on the field. If you go back about a month or so ago, Mike Vrabel spoke in a press conference and was asked about the offense, and he said, if you haven't figured it out yet, this is how we're going to have to play. That was a sign that there was frustration about what they lacked at the wide receiver position, in particular on that offense. Of course, the trade of A.J. Brown back in April to the Eagles did net them a promising young receiver in Traylon Burks, but he too has had some injury issues and has not stayed on the field just two days after that game, and A.J. Brown having more touchdowns and receptions and receiving yards that all the Titans wide receivers combined. The guy who drafted him and traded him, John Robinson, is out in Tennessee. Hmm. That guy did bury the lead. That, that, that's all that mattered to me, Ross. Could, could have started at the end. Though. Yeah, really? Uh, <laughs> um, you know, I, I, man, I always am so intrigued by these situations because the one thing I can tell you, having played for five teams, the owners in general have more involvement, I think, for certain franchises than people realize. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've had coaches and, and front office execs tell me after the fact yeah, you know, we didn't we didn't want to we didn't want to cut Bledsoe, but the owner made us or whatever, right? Like they, they'll tell you that. And so I sort of thought I know there's a salary cap, but there's also a budget. And some of these teams they don't make a lot of money off the field, like they really want to make sure they're making a certain amount of money every season. And I wondered if the owners said to John Robinson, we're not, we're not going there. We're not paying him 25 a year. We're not paying him that much guaranteed. Obviously, with them firing him, it would seem to be that that's not the case. But here's be my question. Do we really think that John Robinson, with a move this big, didn't keep the ownership abreast of what he was thinking? Like, he didn't say, hey, listen, here's what I'm thinking. We're going to trade one of our two best players to the Eagles. Here's why. Like, I... I don't know. I mean, I, I, I am fascinated. Hopefully over the next couple of days, more information comes out. Well, you may, but a lot of owners depend on that they hired the right guy to tell them the right thing. Like you, you agree with them. I, I just, I, you know, and then when your coach isn't even on board. That's and is what this it, the coach wanting more power, maybe, yeah. Ross? Well, that's very interesting, Rhea. I, I played with Vrabel in uh, 05 and 06 in New England, and – I can't imagine how knowing him or really anybody, that's got to be hard, right? Like it's his job, it's his reputation on the line. He goes on TV and says, "We won't trade AJ Brown." <laughs> I know he looked like an idiot. As long as I'm the coach, yeah. and then they trade him. So the, the the part one of it, Rhea, is that they traded him. Part two of it is the GM. Kind of made Vrabel look like an ass. Yeah, right? embarrassed him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like because you know. He wants 
the players to take what he says and know that he's going to be truthful and transparent. He says we'll never trade the guy. And by the way, he got that from Belichick. Because I remember a practice one time where we were going to, there was a lot of rumors we were going to trade Daniel Graham, uh, who was a really good tight end. And after practice, Belichick brought the whole team together. He's like, listen, there's a couple of reports out there that we're going to trade Daniel Graham. He looked at Daniel Graham. He's like, we're not trading you. You're not going anywhere. I'm telling all you guys right now, we're not trading. And it was like, okay. You know, like, like he just totally nipped Transparency. it in the bud. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, mm. the, so, so, you know, kind of how he gets him fired by, by stealing A.J. Brown, which is what we believe. Is there a chance another GM could um, have been in trouble based off his recent dealings with Howie Roseman? I'm talking about Mickey Loomis. Well, that's interesting, too, because it's a different, you know, Rhea, it's really interesting because in both of these ownership situations, right? Mm-hmm. In New Orleans, um, the longtime owner, Tom Benson, passed away, Mm -hmm. and the owner now is his, uh, I don't know if it's second or third wife. There was a lot of fighting between his kids (laughs) and the wife, Rita Rita Benson. And then obviously in um, Nashville with the Titans, Bud Adams passed away, and he had like five kids, he has like five kids, and there was a lot of kind of fighting. It wasn't clear who the owner was going to be there, and it's it's one of his daughters, Amy Adams Strunk. And I want to be very clear here, Rhea. Mm-hmm. I am not stereotyping at all. <laughs> the, these women yes. might be the single most knowledgeable. They might know more about football than I do. I really don't know. Mm-hmm. But my, my I, I do think it's fair to wonder in these situations how knowledgeable they are and um, who are the people that have their ear. You know, that, that talk to them about these things. There's the same things going on in Seattle. I say that to say Mickey Loomis also for a while was running the basketball team down. I forget what yeah. they're called. The New Orleans. Um, ja- uh, no, they're not. The Pelicans. Jazz. Pelicans. Pelicans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, he was running them mm-hmm. too. So um, Rita is, um, she's at least in her 70s, might be in her 80s. I think there's a lot of trust there. I think they'd probably be more likely to fire Dennis Allen, the head coach, and blame it on him rather than fire Mickey, Mickey Loomis. Loomis. But but well, how but could you blame be. those deals? I mean those those deals. It's Horrible. still. I mean you can't blame on him. I mean Dennis Allen wasn't making those trades. I'm starting to have a concern about this, <laughs> and my concern is if Howie Roseman calls, don't why answer are the you phone. Answering? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, exactly. he, he, he's almost going to have to – how he's going to – maybe maybe the Quinn trade will be the bad one. Gave mm-hmm. up a fourth-round pick. Now Quinn gets his knee scoped. He's going on IR. But at some point, Howie might want to have a bad trade just yeah, right. so people keep doing <laughs> business with him. No, it's, it's, it really is remarkable to, to have a, a, a record like this. Well, and it's, it's re- what's remarkable about it, you bring up the owners and the people in there is, you know, honestly, and we've criticized them a lot, Jeffrey Lurie has been here a long time, and things are run very professionally. Now, who knows what's going to happen when he eventually turns it over to his son? You know, like you have in these cases with Amy Adams making, seems like making these decisions, what's going on with the Saints. I know Jerry Jones's daughter's involved, very mm-hmm. high up, like a president of that team and considered very well thought of on the business side. She's on the business yeah. side, yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, and the other kid just cleans the glasses, right? Yeah, <laughs> Steven. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's and, and honestly, <laughs> like, um, Rhea, they might be the most knowledgeable. I, I don't know. There's sure. so many women in football now. It's oh, awesome. Yeah. I just don't know that. Yeah. I just don't know. Well, it does. It's, it's ham handed to fire a GM when your team is, what, seven and five and atop the division. Well, the timing of it <laughs> is just bizarre. When's the last time? It, it, it's really strange for a GM to be fired midway through the season mm-hmm. like this. I guess you could argue they want to give the next guy enough lead time before <laughs> the draft and free agency. But all they did right now is just promote you know, some other guy yeah. that was there. Yeah, well, it seemed, I mean, I just read it clearly as they screwed up this thing and the coach is mad about it and the coach ain't going anywhere. Yeah, yeah they love the coach. <laughs> they have to love the coach. I, I, I didn't know, Rhea, the angle about the Eagles fans yelling at the Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. That, that is the part that I'm really intrigued by because you know what I've learned about really, really, really rich people? They really don't like being embarrassed. The yeah. story they, always was with Jeff Lurie that when Banner left was that Lurie and I think it was Michael Vick. I think it was kind of that area era. They all showed up at a Sixers game and they they were in a box and they got shown on the, you know, the Jumbotron and the players all got cheered and Lurie got booed because they didn't like how, yeah. you know, you know, Banner. So, yeah, you're at, you're a thousand percent right. Yeah. And that was it was embarrassing. And it was embarrassing on a national yeah. level, <laughs> and a personal level and a national level. And this guy just fed off of it. I mean, I, I don't know what you think, Ross, but I actually think that this was part of the mental edge that the Eagles had in this. And I think they were so geeked up, they went off. They, 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 they were too geeked up for this thing. What when, did they say about it, by the way? I haven't seen the quotes from the guys. What did the O-line say after the game about all the false talk? It was, like, contagious. Uh, yeah, I saw something There's from no explanation for it. No, there I mean, was I, no explanation for it. It was a home game. It yep. wasn't like I, I was blown away by that. I had no It was like everybody took turns. No, it was un, it, it, to, to overcome that was something you rarely see. Like, the Eagles are at that point where – it's almost like the only te- the, the one team that can beat them is themselves. And they actually beat them. They could have beaten themselves on Sunday. They really could have beaten themselves early in the game when that happened. They still overcame all of that. It, th- that's, how, that's how dominant they were on Sunday. And I think I actually – their explanations were not specific to anything. It was just I, I, it was like an overall just an anxious team. Sirianni I, took – he was on with us. Yeah, he took responsibility – he said, "Whenever it's pre-snap penalties, that's coaching." So I yeah, don't know. That, you, that, you know what? I don't I agree with I, that. Well, that's at why all. I want to ask you as an offensive lineman. No. Okay. So, so to me, I can I can live with aggression penalties. Yeah. You know, maybe a personal foul or a pass interference. The pre-snap is totally unacceptable. By the way, I've, I had a couple, but totally <laughs> unacceptable. And. Um, I just don't really understand it. These are veteran guys, you know, and you might have one, but to have that many, I didn't know if maybe the Titans were given a false cadence. Well, here's what they were doing according to the athletic. And I saw this in bleeding green nation that Titans head coach, Mike Vrabel noted. It was a hodgepodge official crew hood, not work together. Cause I thought a couple of them, I, I was complaining, you know, at the game with my friends that I was watching it with, that I thought a couple of them were discretionary and were kind of a little ticky-tack. But apparently also Tennessee has a very chatty defensive line, and that may have played a role as it attempted to lure the Eagles off their game, which it did. Yeah, That is possible. Yeah. That's yeah. possible when the D lineman – so I forget what they call it, but 
you know, every once in a while, the d- defense, they'll start to hear the cadence, and then the defensive guy will go, Hut! you know, and like you're, oh, like when you're waiting it. for yeah. the next hot. No, yeah, no. I forget. It, that's illegal. <laughs> oh, it's called dis, it's called disconcerting signals, which is amazing. What? Like disconcerting. How about just like fake, yeah. fake signals? Wector just said to me he thinks the Eagles got called for that earlier in the season. It's what is it called? Signals? Disconcerting signals? Yeah, disconcerting signals. Yes, when 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 the defense tries to fake or mimic the offense's snap count. You're not allowed. No, Why, you're not. No, <laughs> well, because then how do you know the difference, Al, between what? your guys and their guys? This is why we have Ross Tucker on. That's right. Penalty occurs right. when the defense is trying to mimic the cadence. It's I don't know. Dis- disconcerting acts or signals penalty. I go on the ice. I yell, and the other guy thro- hit, sends a pass. I'm like, you're the idiot, not me. <laughs> so, so I I don't see how that. Well, whatever. But they've got rules for everything yes. now, and uh, with with everything that's gone on, we're going to talk a lot about the Eagles. But Ross, we're going to have to pick your brains on the Cowboys too, who yes. suddenly have become like they're the best team in the uh, NFL. With, yeah, world beaters. <laughs> we get back. We'll talk about that and everything else in the NFL. Time at ninety four. WIP is seven fifteen. Give. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s. It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us. And four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.